What's up, comic book fans? Anchor Pete here, and I'm with my good friend Brian. How are you doing tonight, man? Doing good, Pete. Been a long time. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I'm all set, and I think that the timing couldn't have even been better because one of our favorite shows just came back, right? Yes, very unexpectedly. I mean, yes. Yeah, it was unexpected. Yeah. Did you know that they were okay? So we start about what we're going to do tonight. We are talking about Young Justice season four, which is called Young Justice Phantoms. And right now it's streaming on HBO Max. So if you guys haven't watched the first three episodes, go watch them now on HBO Max and come back and join us. So, um, Brian, you were saying that like you knew that this was coming. Did, were they talking about the show? It kind of was a complete surprise to me. Um, the, I mean, we knew a fourth season was coming, like it, it, but it's, I think it's been more than two years since the third season ended. I mean, oh, yeah, we, we got to consider that, that the third season premiered on, um, I don't remember the name of the, the, the service. It was the, the DC's live service. Uh, right. It was DC universe. There's universe. Yes. Yeah. That's where, that's where it started. And you know, it, it's been so long that I don't even remember the name of it anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, I feel kind of bad for DC Universe because they had a lot of ambition. It was around for like less than a year and then they had to scrap it. Yeah. Got, got folded into HBO Max. You know what? It, it's better. Uh, I mean, it was a cool idea, but there wasn't enough content. I mean, like there were people that wanted TV and there were people that wanted comic books. And I, I don't I, – I'm not sure that the audience crossed over as much as they would expect, you know? Yeah. So I think I it's know, yeah. all these shows moved over, and I'm, I'm glad they're all literally all still going. Um, yeah, um, especially Doom Patrol, happen. right? Yeah, God, I haven't started season three yet. It's all good, man. I'm behind on like four different shows. I'm gonna awkwardly stand up, open this door right over here because my dog is barking. Hold that thought. I'm not leaving you. Hold on. Come on. Oh, two dogs. Okay. I don't hear any dog barking. I think you just wanted to just get away from me for a second. I just wanted to give you an awkward moment. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Um, so I had a question for you. I actually didn't look this up in time for our show, but I, I, I didn't know when the first episode of the show premiered. Do you remember what year that was? Oh, man. It was a while ago. Um, I want to say it was like 2011 or 2012. Yeah. See, that's the thing. In the third episode, they make a reference to like when they first met each other, uh, Superboy and Miss Martian, right? Yeah. And um, they said that they've known each other for 10 years. And I was thinking that might legitimately be the amount of time that the show has been around. Yeah, actually, yeah. Maybe maybe we are going in real time here. That's actually an excellent point. Um, yeah, it, it says the show started in 2011. So, yeah, that makes sense. That's crazy. Yeah, um, I think that you should tell people that one quote that you said about why you like the show, because I think it really perfectly sums up this show. I don't remember what I said. Um, I, I just, oh, I really like, um, I just like this show so much, and I, I like how they, they really, there's, there's so many characters, and it really it makes the world seem very big and deep. Um, everything is well written. Everything is well acted. Um, they, they don't constantly, and, and one of my favorite things is that they have the big characters that you're used to seeing in every series there, but they're background supporting characters. And it's so perfect because they get they get the spotlight, you know, lesser characters. And I really appreciate that about this show. And I wish other IPs, like some of our favorites, like maybe Transformers, Hasbro, Take a Hand, 
uh, would do something like this because it's it's such a great show. Yes. Yeah, I think you really said it right there. It is like our favorite kind of comic of Transformers, like uh, more than meets the eye, because it would just focus these sort of background characters. Yes, there would be some of the main major characters that we know, but they really give those background characters a chance to shine. Like, I think that this is the most we've ever seen of Ms. Martian in any kind of media. Oh, yeah, she's, she's barely a character in the comics. <laughs> right, right, right. And um, there's there's different interpretations of characters that we know. Like, there's obviously their interpretation of Robin and Nightwing, and there is their version of Superboy, and everyone is just slightly different. And did you know that... Um, this world is actually one of the worlds in the DC multiverse that they have. I kind of figured it would be, but what number is it? What Earth is it? So Okay, so it's Earth-16. Okay. But apparently Earth-16 already existed before this show. And so to kind of retcon it, the creators were like, oh, well, this is a TV show that's featured in Earth-16. So that's Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the, the people that made it, do you know who the two guys are that are the showrunners? Um, one of them is Greg one, Wiseman. One, one of them has your son's name. And uh, Brandon. Brandon. Brandon Vietti and Greg Wiseman. Okay. And I just did a little research tonight, and I was, like, shocked to see what they had worked on. But then – when I realized how good this show is, it's like, of course they worked on these things. Like Brandon Vietti worked on the show, The Batman, which is actually really good. Do you, do you remember that one? Yeah, I remember that one, yeah. I remember being kind of snobby about it when it first came out. And it was like, oh, this isn't Batman the Animated well, yeah, Series. Yeah, because it followed it, it followed Batman the Animated Series and Justice League. I mean, I, I, how could you not be critical of it, of you know, one of the greatest animated series ever, ever created? exactly but it was and, good i mean I, I didn't watch the entire series but i've seen episodes i mean i mean after the fact so. yeah that's the one that has the weird kind of rastafarian joker it was voiced i, I believe it's voiced by bender from futurama um yes i think you're right yeah yeah <laughs> and, and like bruce wayne like plays a guitar in that show too yeah um there was a weird thing but that you know what that, that that's that they needed like sometimes you just need to do something different to, once you're following something that was so good, because otherwise you're just going to be endlessly compared. I mean, I, even though we, I guess we did it anyway. Um, yeah, you need to make some bold choices sometimes. Yeah, and, and so he worked. Brandon Vietti worked on the Batman. He worked on Batman: The Brave and the Bold, which once again very different from the animated series and the Batman. But, but that was really good too. Right, right, right. Yeah. And wait a minute. I think Bender was Aquaman in that show. Dude gets around, man. They, they like him. Brandon Bailey likes him. <laughs> and then here's my favorite part. He also directed Batman Under the Red Hood. Oh, that's one of the best DC animated movies, too. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you a tough question right now. Which one's better, Batman Under the Red Hood or The Mask of Phantasm? Oh, um... Oh, uh, well, uh, God, Mass of the Phantasm was like a theatrical movie. I mean, it was like there was a trade to the. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to go Mass of the Phantasm. Okay. I think I'm going to go Under the Red Hood because 
I love Mask of the Phantasm. The the beginning music of it is incredible, but um, and it's such a good story. But I think Under the Red Hood just took things to another level, and it has one of the best endings of an animated movie I've ever seen. It, it does, but I I think there's just I, I'm giving it to Mask of the Phantasm because the, the there definitely are increased production values on the movie, and I was I, I mean there there were, was that that's the one that had um you know that they. Usually when they introduce a new character and it's like, oh, there's a new person and then there's a new villain or whatever. It's like, oh, clearly that's the person there. But they had some choices you actually didn't know. Like, I right. think there were three uh, new characters. Well, not new characters, but like three characters that uh, that appeared, the first appeared in this uh, universe that could have been the Phantasm. Yeah. Two red herrings and then Batman's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one is so good, but Under the Red Hood, like I said, just I think I think that's my favorite one. And it's also got Jensen Ackles playing Jason Todd, so you can't beat that. Yep. And uh have you watched the the um the Long Halloween movies yet? No. Are they, I, are they I haven't watched them yet, but I mean obviously Jensen Ackles is Batman in that. So uh, that was oh, one of my driving factors in buying it because he was so good as Jason Todd. Yes. I, I keep getting thrown off by our images here because, like, I'm so close to the camera and I have such a big head and body, and then you're like further back, so it kind of looks like I'm your dad well, and you're my you child. Are, you are like a foot taller than me, Pat. Not a foot. You're like <laughs> half a foot taller than me, so it's not so far off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Real close. No, yeah, was... yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get up in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then let's talk about Greg Weissman. This guy created the show <clears throat> Gargoyles too. Oh yes, Gargoyles. Right? Yeah. Like, look at that freaking combination. The guy that made all these DC shows and then the guy that made Gargoyles, they had a baby in it's Young Justice. And, and, and Gar Gargoyles was, like, was such fantastic serialized storytelling. Like, when you first watched it, it's like, okay, this is a Ninja Turtles ripoff. But then they, like, get into the, the, their backstories and they're all from, like, Scotland and all this stuff. It was crazy. Um, yes. And... I, I've been so tempted lately. Uh, this the, the company NECA uh, it, it just started making Gargoyles figures, and I'm like, I, uh, do, I, do I want them? Do I, can I at least get a Goliath? Um, but I, I haven't yeah. figured yet. Oh man, that that's yeah, that that's worth it. That was such an awesome character. And then he was voiced by Keith David, yep. and they had so many cast members from like the Star Trek the anime the uh, oh yeah Next Generation. They oh, had so Riker good. and Troy and um, uh, Worf. Yeah. There was more than that, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I think even like Data and stuff, like he might even play like a Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So anyway, um, Greg Weissman, he was a writer. He created Gargoyles, but then he also was a writer on Ben 10. And actually, Ben 10 is a lot better than I think a lot of people think. Um, there was a Legion of Superheroes cartoon that a lot of people don't know about, and he wrote on that. He also wrote on Men in Black, the series, which have we ever talked about that? The cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch that actually. Yeah, it was pretty good. That, that was good too, right? Yeah. So he's he's worked on all these shows that kind of like they don't just pop out like X Men the animated series or like Batman the animated series, but they're just like really well written and they have their own existing continuities and they're just great, you know. And so it just it makes sense that these two guys are the guys behind this show. Yeah, and and Weissman was the name I, I guessed. I, I remember that one. I, I never remember uh, Brandon Brandon Vietti. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to pay more attention now. Yeah. So with Young Justice, right? There's been four seasons. 
Is there one season so far out of the first three that like really stood out that you really enjoyed the most? Um, I will say that I I, I think I like the oh, man. I, I don't know if it's, it's it's between one or two. It's been a while since I've seen seasons one or two. I mean, if I haven't seen if, if season three came out two years ago, it's probably been four, three or four years since I've watched one and two. Um, I would say that I like one of those better than season three. Okay. Um, yeah. A, a lot less I was familiar with comic-wise with season three, although it is still very rooted in the comic. I mean, this, this show does a really good job of, of mixing in um, ideas and stories from the comics, but putting their own unique twist on everything. Very well put. And, and one of the best things about the way that they do it is that they don't go in like sort of chronological order. It's not like, okay, we're doing stuff that's from the 60s. Now we're doing stuff from the 70s. It's like they'll do stuff from like the new 52 and then they'll do stuff from like the 80s. You know, they'll hop, they'll kind of cherry pick what they're going to adapt. Yeah, and, I mean, they're basically, they, they did one of the most famous Titan stories um, in, in, in the last season, you know, with the whole Terra and Deathstroke thing and... You know, and, but but in season two they had they had Blue Beetle and and all the all the, those things going on too. Yes, that's exactly what I wanted to bring up. That was one of the high points for me for that show was that they they made a whole arc about the Scarab people, like the people yes, that right. make yes. Blue Beetle's armor. And um, I love that Blue Beetle character that uh, Jaime Reyes. Reyes, yeah, yeah. I, I always loved his comics. I thought he was a great introduction to the DC universe. And they just like really blew up the mythology behind that race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with this fourth season, I think they did kind of a radical approach. They First off, I can't remember them saying that like Martians, are, like I in, in all the DC books I've read and even some of the movies and stuff, they make it that like the Martian race is wiped out, right? Yes. Yeah, I, and I, I struggle. I'm like, wait a minute, am I supposed to remember that? I mean, I know they went to Mars before, and I know they've interacted with some of the other existing Martians, but it seems like, you know, they're sort of thriving, you know, albeit extremely racist, um, but <laughs> thriving. And, yes. I, and I didn't remember that at all, and I certainly did not remember Red Martians. I think that's an original thing in this show. Yes. Well, that's what I think, man. I think that they just, like, totally – made their whole big martian mythology or, or world building and um they've made this thing with all these different types of martians because essentially there's always been just two right it's just been like white and, white green, and green right yeah yeah and i like how how like they really just go all in with pronouncing people's names like because you know you have john johns in the comics yeah but then everything they say has that weird kind of like um yeah like, that weird pronunciation I, I don't know how to explain it either but yeah it's like Ma, uh, something or like, right, 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 right. Yeah, it's like, I couldn't tell you a single name of any other Martian other than John Jones or, um, McGann or, or anything like that. <laughs> well, do you remember? Okay, I just keep putting you on the spot, man. I feel bad, but like, do you remember any of the weird names of the Martian colors? No, God, no. I, I wrote them down. Okay. Got, oh, so I'll say the color. You see, I'll say the Martian name. You see if you remember the color. So Garoon. That's green. Okay. Uh, this is gonna be so. <laughs> I'm embarrassed even just saying this, but an uh, Arshan. <laughs> that's white. Okay, okay. Bladen. And that's red. Okay, but then there's another one called Gelan. What? <laughs> no, there's not. 
Wait, what's the fourth one? I think it's like yellow. Is it yellow? Where was there a yellow Martian? The one that looked like freaking Evil Lynn, the priestess. Oh, the priestess. I, I, I thought she was just like a slightly different green color. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that okay. there was four. Yeah, there. I didn't even pick up on that. I, I mean, I, and there, that clearly, uh, I don't remember that. I didn't even see that in the show, really. And there's yeah. no way that was in the comics. I mean, I, I, all I remember is white and green Martians, that's it. And they, they're all dead. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so it's kind of like interesting to me because they're like, hey, we're going all in. And it's not just like we're going for the first episode and then we're going to have a different story on, on Earth. It's like, no, it's been three episodes in a row. I, I personally don't think it's going to be a whole season on Mars. I think that we're going to jump back to Earth in like the next episode. But what do you think? Um, well, they haven't wrapped it up yet, but it, it is a little strange that they've been so focused on Mars and there's not really, I mean, the B story is, is even, is even on Mars. Like, I, I, I mean, we haven't seen like the, in the new intro that they're, they're showing, they still show Nightwing. They still show, uh, Aqualad. Oh, is he going by Aquaman now? I, I don't know. He's remember. Aquaman now. Yeah. Aquaman. Uh, they have Zatanna in there. They have, uh, Miss Martian in there. They have Artemis and, uh, Rocket. And, and we've seen two of those characters so far. Yeah. So I yeah. mean like uh they have they they need to get us back onto earth and it and I imagine that this um we're not going to get back there yet. I think that the next thing we're going to see is we're going to have the javelin show up with some reinforcements and we'll see some more characters there. I think you're right. Um do you know how many episodes there are in this season? Uh it's it's 26 but we're going to get 13. So we're going to get one every Thursday until the end of the year. And then the next 13 will drop sometime next spring. Okay. So, yeah. I, I know that, like, when they showed the trailer for this season, they showed, like, Clary on the Witch Boy. And, like, I really doubt he's going to be on Mars. And, no. <laughs> um, you know, and so the, and it's called Phantoms. But it's interesting because, like, the, the, the B story that you're referring to is the Legion of Superheroes, right? I'm sorry? Like you said, there's a B story, but you're you're like referring to the Legion of Superheroes, right? Uh, no, I, I mean that's more. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, uh, uh, yes. I'll say I'll just say that to make it simpler. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, because basically on Mars, and so this is the first three episodes, and it's just kind of this ongoing story in each one. You know, you have Superboy and McGann. They're going to get married, and they're dealing with her family and their family issues. And then uh, Beast Boy kind of has this trauma based on what happened with uh, Geo Force in last season. And then um, there's sort of this like kind of Martian uprising that's connected to this murder plot where the king of the Martians was killed. And then and the whole three members of, of the Legion. Like, What's up? And there's a whole lot of racism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There really is. And, and it, it's really interesting, too, because they make that one point in, I think, episode two, where they say – you're all your DNA is exactly the same. You're all the same race. All it is is a change of color. And it's like that is like so on the nose. It's See, this was this was this was the line that like floored me. Um, I, I don't remember if this was in two or three, but um, th they were saying that that how um, when when Megan Megan's parents were married, uh, the, the, the her mom like her family disowned her because she married a white Martian, except except for. Um, for John Jones, but right. but they said they, they said that, that that his time on Earth changed him and taught him empathy, and I'm like, you learn empathy from Earth? <laughs> like, how bad is this shit here? 
I mean, even Super. I mean, the, the, the joke is implied because Superboy says the same thing. He's like, "From Earth, really?" <laughs> and it just—it's just like, wow. Like the Martians are more racist than we are. You know? Whoa! Like, that's in, that, that's a, a huge statement. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. And not that we are racist. I, I mean, you know, the, the the perception of of people. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I are not racist, but if you go on Twitter for about three seconds, yeah, you'll find you know, something. <laughs> yeah, that might make a Martian want to kill themselves. If yes. you go on Twitter for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. It, it, but they, you know what? There is a follow-up point to that, though, right? They say that um, John learned acceptance. That was yeah. the thing that really made him change his ways. And um, I think it's because of being a member of the Justice League, right? I think so. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and also, I mean, you have to you have to also see, see that he's interacting with. Justice League, who are all paragons of truth and, and justice. So um, right, that obviously is going to help him uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, and one little side tangent. Have you ever noticed, and this is completely unrelated to anything we're talking about, but have you ever noticed that the vision is essentially the equivalent of Martian Manhunter? Yeah. The, I mean, you can draw parallels from so many Marvel and DC characters. And, you know, whether it's their upbringing or their power set or their their kind of general role within a team but yeah definitely there's some some parallels between martian manhunter and vision yeah like becoming intangible and and you know even kind of his coloring to some degree um the, the telepathy thing is all martian manhunter and that's one of the fun things about this season too is that everyone's just talking telepathically to each other so you don't see people's mouths moving the whole time and honestly i hate it you hate I, it I mean, I, I really appreciate I, I really appreciate the detail they're putting into it like that and the thought and that. But from from just from a a, a viewing perspective, I, I really don't like not seeing mouths move. I don't know why it, bo it bothers me, but yeah, I get it. It makes sense. I respect it. it. It's a really like insane attention to detail thing. And that's great. That's the reason I love the show. But I I, I could do with less telepathy talk. Yes, uh, and it's a little bit. It's a little bit much in these three episodes. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, man, they just are going all in. They don't. They don't care about like someone that's new to the show or like someone that would think this stuff is kind of far fetched. It's just like it's like you should know all this about DC. You should know all this about this particular show. You know. Yeah. There's no swimmies. They're just throwing you into the deep oh, end. Oh, yeah, you straight into the deep end. And, you, you know, I mean, <laughs> you need to study for this show, basically. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So um, one of the things I like, too, is that their ship, the bio ship, that's been around since, like, season one. Yep. And it goes and has a little bio ship orgy at one point or participates in an orgy, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then they make a little bio ship baby. And they call it baby. And they call it baby bio ship, and it's cool. And to me, that's probably the greatest way to create a toy for a toy line. <laughs> yeah, orgy, like, yeah. Just, just put that in a cartoon. Yeah. Also, all the characters had an orgy, and now the, there's new new toys. <laughs> yes, yes. This little ship was part of an orgy. Yeah. And so that's even better I mean, than that's that's even better than telling off Optimus Prime. To, to yes. yes. <laughs> so um, that you know, but that's just one of the aspects of the show. These little ancillary characters. And, and one thing, too, because we're going to talk about the story more, but before I forget, the, the way that the show ends with the credits is always real interesting, too. Last season, they would show the credits, and it would just be like, 
the dog sleeping, the wolf sleeping, right? Or like or the ship or something like that. Yeah, but it was just very um tranquil kind of scenes. Uh at the end and they they've kind of upped the ante this season. So they'll they'll have something like that, but they'll have somebody uh, a voiceover on it. And I gotta say that we can get to this later, but the 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 third one, uh on the one on the last one with Superman was hysterical. Probably the hardest I've laughed in, laughed in this entire show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a little scary too. Yeah, absolutely. Right <laughs> burn. Yeah, yeah, yes, right, exactly. That's the exact thing. Yeah. So um, we should probably talk about the Legion of Superheroes, right? Yes. I, I'm I'm pretty sure just based on just looking at them, because I don't think that they've said each other's names, but I'm pretty sure it's Saturn Girl, uh, Chameleon Boy, and Phantom Lass. Yes. Uh I, I looked it up. Um I recognize Saturn Girl and uh, Phantom Lass, but I, I couldn't pinpoint um chameleon boy I'm, I'm not all that familiar with the legion and um and and they did tease them at the end of last season right like someone was wearing a, a ring or somebody found a ring right yes absolutely they had a ring last season and that's their kind of way for if you're just watching the show and you don't know anything about dc then at least you could be like oh we saw that ring last season i don't remember the context though and then like just DC fans be like, oh shit, the Legion's in this, you know? So I mean, even um, I did that. I don't even know the Legion. I was like, oh shit, the Legion, but who's the Legion yeah. again? Yeah. The Legion of Superheroes, it's kind of incredible because like in the 80s, they were like almost as popular as the X-Men. And the X-Men were huge in the 80s. Like yeah. it was like Teen Titans, the X-Men, and Legion of Superheroes were like the main comics. And um it's just like the Legion of Superheroes comic is like this show. It's just so dense and there's all these different relationships and there's so many characters, you know, like yeah. they're called the Legion for a reason. There's like yeah. hundreds of them, you know? And so um, I don't know what the hell their part is in this whole season. And I don't even know why it's called Phantoms to begin with. Yeah. I don't know why it's called Phantom. I mean, Outsiders obviously was referencing the Outsiders team, you know, also right. from the 80s. Phantoms, I have no clue. I mean, unless it's something with the Phantom Zone, I, I have no idea. But Maybe. I also don't know. Uh, I mean, it, it's got to be something from 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 the Legion's comics that we, we're not familiar with. Um, yeah, they, they seem to be they, they seem to be building them up slowly but surely. Um, yeah, and and at the same time, I keep thinking like, you know, who who is doing all the bad stuff here? Who is the villain here? That's doing this stuff that, that that the Legion is here to interfere with because that's one of their big things is that they don't interfere with, um, you know, the past or whatever. Right, past events. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the easy guess would be Dark Side, but this show is never easy in its like who's behind the scenes. Like, that was one of the things about the first season that kind of cracked me up a little bit because there was like a secret organization of villains, but then you found out that they were like controlled by another secret organization of villains. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was like the light. The light. And then there yeah. was sort of like the lesser version of the light. And then there's like the real light that had like Lex Luthor. And um it, it's all been this overarching thing that involves apocalypse and, and dark side. And I, I would think that because of the Legion, it might be tying into this one Legion event from the 80s called uh what the fuck is it called? Like the Dark Side or the the Great Darkness. It's the Phantom War. Oh, yes. Right. There you go. <laughs> um, I, you know, because last season focused so much on Dark Side and the anti-life equation and um, 
you know, they had mother boxes and all that kind of stuff. Cyborg got introduced. I, I wonder, like, what Darkseid's plan is now. Because I, didn't they kind of, like, achieve the anti-life equation with the girl who's, like, in a Muslim body? Halo. That's the weirdest fucking sentence I've said all week, by the way. <laughs> didn't they achieve the anti-life equation in the Muslim girl's body? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just... it's, it's Halo um, or Violet. Whatever you want to call her, yeah, um, yeah, they did something. I I don't remember how it was even resolved, but like I said, it's been two years, like literally two years since the third season ended, and I didn't know the show was coming, so I didn't get to rewatch it or anything like that. So, yeah, um, is 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 Halo in the comics? Yes, she looks a lot different though. Um, she's, uh, yeah, if you look at like like the eighties, um, Outsiders comics, you'll you'll see her there. I mean, she's she's kind of brightly colored. Um, I believe she's blonde. Um, I don't know if her name is the same, but I mean, again, that's one of those things where they took something and they, they, they just twisted a little bit to make it, uh, to, to make the, their own take on it. Yeah. 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 And she had this really kind of complex origin too, you know? And so it, it seemed like, I remember this episode with like granny goodness where essentially she's like, Oh, they have the anti-life equation and everyone that follows the comics, they know that that's like dark sides big. He's always going for that. And so it's like, once you get to that point, what do you do with Darkseid after that? And yeah. um, if with Phantoms, I mean, you said it could be something with the Phantom Zone. I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering. Nah, what I, I, I'm, that, was a, that was just a, a dumb guess because of the word association. But I, I, I imagine this has to be something with the Legion. Uh, and they're, they're going to play a much bigger role in this than we've seen so far. And yeah. uh, it's going to be something that, that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, I just I love it. I mean, do you like this season so far? Yeah, no, I, I think it's been a little narrow with, with the Mar stuff. I, I I wish we'd we we had a different, like I said before, B story that was on Earth still. God, I, I can't believe I said that. I, I always hate things that are on Earth. I like we're in space. I'm like, give me all the space stuff. I see Earth all the time. I don't care. But for this, right. I, I want to see the other characters. Like I I I, I love these characters, and maybe it's the overload of the of the telepathy talk, but um. And it, it's interesting. The mysteries they have are, and they're setting up are interesting, and the, you know yeah. the, the, the the trauma, the betrayal, the the you know the fam, the familial issues. Uh, it's all fantastic. But I would I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the other characters, other than the brief glimpse we got in the very beginning of the first episode. Yeah, yeah, right with Snapper Carr, and, and they were showing that like Snapper Carr was married to some woman. I'm like, I don't even remember yeah. Snapper Carr. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember why Snapper Carr is living there. Yeah, 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 I don't, yeah, who knows? Um, it, it's funny, th- there's one thing I do like about the Martian situation. I like that Beast Boy becomes all the Martian animals. Yeah. And then I like that um, <laughs> he became this creature, and I think that the creature, they named that little kind of terrorist group after that creature. Like, it, like that creature's like a Martian wolf, right? The, the, the big green one. The big green one. one. It looks like it's like one of those things from Hellboy, the first Hellboy movie, right? And and so they say the name of it, and I kind of laughed when they were saying it. I I gotta find where I wrote it down because it basically sounds like like the second word they're saying is fuck. Oh yeah, here it is. It's called like it's it's called the Maal Faak, right? (laughs) And you gotta think like you're a voice actor sitting in a booth and you're chanting Maal Faak. You know, <laughs> like, 
They're just going to oh, chuckle to themselves. Yeah. But, um, and also, um, so when Beast Boy was in that form, he really started to freak out about Geoforce. And I remember that Geoforce kind of betrayed the team and he kicked them out of their his country, right? Yeah. Okay. But he's not dead. He's not dead. No, he, he, he's definitely, he's ruling, um, oh my God, what's the country? It's not, I, I think like Sokovia, but then that's Marvel. No, no, it's, um, it is a made up country. Yeah. The, the, I remember there being political tensions between, uh, you know, the, the a neighboring country in that area. Um, I, I know Beast Boy's girlfriend is like the princess of, of the other country. Um, it, and I, it's not Terra. No, it's not Terra. Oh, okay. Um, it's P- Perdita. Okay. Yeah, Terra's going a little bit younger credits. in this, I think, than, than even Beast Boy is. Yeah. So, um, but, but uh, yeah, I, I, I know. I mean, you, you're thinking of the, the classic, you know, t- Titan story. Um, yeah, no, no, they're, they're, they're not a, a thing. Yeah, that's, that's another thing that kind of blows my mind about this show. Because in the very beginning of this episode, we were talking about how there's essentially like a 10-year span for this show, potentially. And they go through like different generations of young heroes. You know, you have like the original Teen Titans, who are now like the Titans, with like Nightwing and Aquaman and, um, you know, and even like Roy Harper. I think like his clone is still alive and he's one of the characters, right? Well, I think three of his clones are still characters. <laughs> All right. That's how fucking convoluted the show is. So there's that. And then you have like the younger generation where you have like Tim Drake and um, like Impulse and stuff. And then you even have like a younger generation where I think they've introduced Damien too, I think. I don't know if I've seen Damien in here yet, but I, I mean, I, I would almost argue that the, 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 the newest, youngest generation was the character we focused on last season. So it was Halo and Forager and Geoforce. Right. Although, I mean, age-wise, they don't, necessarily fit in the younger generation but they're the newest wave of heroes so there have been like four different generations of heroes really yeah and um and that's kind of cool too because like with marvel they always would say that the marvel timeline is only like 10 years and it just like encompasses all the marvel comics and they're saying that this is essentially 10 years and encompasses all these generations um the the team that i was referring to I think maybe they haven't introduced Damien and it's like they have um, Tim Drake and then he has a team that has like Spoiler and Cassandra Kane. They were in that last season too. Yeah, they, they were working with, with Batman, I believe. Yeah. Have they ever addressed Jason Todd on the show? That's a really good question. I, I think they, they might have referenced him, but I don't. I, I think he might actually be dead. Yeah. There's, no, there's like no Red Hood and the Joker's only been on like – once or twice tops i think it was just the first season yeah yeah so right that was that team of villains that like they thought they were the light or the good guys thought they were the light but then it was another team so are you looking yeah, up i'm, uh, I'm trying to look up of jason todd oh, okay and, and i was gonna say uh geoforce's country too it's not barovia uh, right markovia markovia there you go yeah. There we go. As long as you got a via in there, it's a yeah. fake combo country. Yep. You know. Uh, so yeah, there. they do they do reference him. He was the, there. I don't think he was. Was he actually in the show at some point? But he does die. They don't really. Okay. Oh yeah. No, no. He he was in a few episodes. 
Okay. Uh, in season two. Yeah. And see, that's how crazy this show is that you and I have to like research this stuff just to remember like, oh, is that guy on the show? When was this person? It's so dense. There's so many characters and they just expect you to keep up with everybody. It's, it's a very brave thing. And I think that's probably the main appeal of the show for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, they, they're, they're, um, you know, we, we read comic books that are based on either a single character or a team. This show, it, it sort of focuses on a team, but really it's encompassing the entire, an entire universe of characters. And, um, it, it, there's so much depth that I, I like how much they jump around and, um, they really give these characters room to breathe and, and take the spotlight and, um, you just grow and, and, yeah. and it's so many, and it's so good. Yeah. And, and one thing I like about giving those characters the spotlight is they're showing in the opening credits that Rocket is going to be one of the main characters. And she's connected to this whole milestone DC universe that's from the 90s. And that's making a comeback in the comics. And I just always loved the milestone universe um, when it was around. They tried to kind of bring it back in the DC comics, but it wasn't as good. But when it was around in the 90s, yeah, like comics like Blood Syndicate and Icon, which Rocket was like his sidekick, and Hardware, which is kind of like an African-American Iron Man. Fantastic books. And, and a lot of them were written by Dwayne McDuffie, who wrote a lot of these Justice League cartoons. But, you know, he passed away years ago. Yeah. But um, it's just really cool they're giving a character like that a chance to be on the team and shine. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm sure I was trying to decide, look up if Damien was in uh, the show or not, but can't quite tell. Yeah, it, it gets a little confusing too because they've also had these animated movies have their own continuity, and um, in the animated movies, Damien has played a big role, like with all the Batman animated movies, like Bad Blood, and you know he was in uh, Batman versus Robin. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all series of you know, sorry, with some son of Batman, I believe. So. Yeah. And that all ended with the Dark Side War too. Dark Side is always kind of like the main end bad guy. Once you get to Dark Side, it's kind of like that's it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So cool. exactly. So what are they going to do this season if they already did Dark Side? Right. Right. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see. But I am all on board. We're going to review uh, episodes when they come out. I know episodes come out on Thursday. Brian and I like to meet on Wednesdays, so um, we will meet next Wednesday to talk about episode four which is going to come out tomorrow, right? So hopefully by then you'd have, you'll have a chance to have watched it and maybe digest it a little bit, and uh, then you can come hear us talk about it and not spoil it for you. Boom. I love that logic, yes. And, uh, guys, if you haven't liked and subscribed, please do. And we'd love to hear you guys join us in the comments too. So make sure you join on. If you're big Young Justice fans like us, we definitely want you part of as part of this journey too. So uh, until then... Brian and I will see you guys next week.